right, guys. Welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. Uh, we are blessed to be joined by Antonio Camardi. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with me today. I'm super excited to talk to you. I see a potential cornerback one. I uh, can move very well. Does can play man to man very well. I think that he is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. He does things that are so amazing, and the competitor in him is just special. Um, I'm excited, man, and I I can't wait to get there. I think it does really fit my skill set. All right, welcome to Texans Unfiltered. This is John, uh, John Wade. You can find me at John A. Wade 3 on Twitter, and you can bug me as much as you'd like. I am joined this week by Cody and Rudy. Um, I'll let them introduce their social medias if they want to. They don't have to. Um, first and foremost, we need a new intro video. That's kind of painful to watch <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, very, very painful to watch. Um, so we definitely need a new intro video. If there's anybody out there that listens and would be interested in doing a new video intro for us, uh, please reach out um, either to me at johnnyweight 3 um, you can hit up James, he's at, at Gold, or even the Houston FB Pod Twitter account, and just send us a message. Um, not asking for it for free, we would figure something out. But if you want to do it, if you're passionate about the Texans, and you actually have a, an idea of even who to put in the video at this point, because I have no idea who's going to be on the team anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need a website um, video now, too, because the website video, that's depressing to look at every single time now. You know, at, at this point, that's what's making it tough. It's like you can't make new marketing material. Like, who's going to be on the Texans? Like, who is going to be the face of the franchise? Um, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Cody, how are you doing? Want to introduce yourself? Uh, you know, as far as uh, Texans go, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm Cody. Uh, I'm part of the TU crew, but in the back end, I, I make the website and stuff. So if you have a problem with it, I'm I'm the person you can complain to. But I, you don't need to know my social media, so <laughs> don't complain to me, actually. Uh, Rudy, what's up, dude? Okay, I'm Rudy. You can find me on Instagram at uh, at Gridiron Takeover Pod, and also at uh, Rudy Rosales seventy nine and on Instagram. Awesome! I'm so happy to have y'all both here tonight. Uh, Cody is filling in for John V. Um, Cody is always a fresh breath of energy whenever he's on the show, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and Rudy's part of our uh, our co-hosting thing that we are we're doing this this uh, this spring. Um, again, if you're interested, reach out to me. I think I have two spots. Um, this is until mid-June, and then at that point, James and me will get back, and it'll just be the two of us like we normally do it. But right now, we're kind of having this fun thing where we're letting people come on, co-host. That way, especially right now with everything that is going on with the Texans, you get a wide variety of views on you know the disaster down there on Kirby Lane. <laughs> um, well, Rudy, what is your, your your general feeling right now? Are you – and, I mean, nobody's optimistic, but yeah. what level uh, of, like, despair are you? Uh, well, I mean, it's a long shot, but if they can somehow pull Deshaun back in to play at least a year, try it for a year maybe, see what we can do in a year. But, I mean, it's very – I don't think it's going to happen as long as Jack Easterby still here. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, see what Nick Casario can build through free agency with the limit cap we have. See what he does in the draft. Maybe might intrigue him to come back, try it for a year. But, again, I, I highly doubt it. I'm just waiting to hear that breaking news that Deshaun Watson has been traded. So, yeah. Cody, how are you feeling, bud? You're like one of the most optimistic Texans fans I have ever met and never known. One, well, Houston sports in general. I mean, yeah. granted, you do give me a hard time when I say the uh, the Longhorns are my happy team. But other than that, for someone that follows, you know, the Horns and all the Houston teams, you're usually pretty upbeat. How are you feeling right now? Oh man, I think that word like "highly doubt" or that phrase "highly doubt" is is pretty pretty apt, pretty on this. So it's hard to find things to be positive about. Um, I went looking knowing I'd be on this and struggled after like maybe three bullet points. So 
Um, I, I expect Deshaun to be traded. I don't want it to happen, but at this point, I've mentally prepared myself for it and waiting to see what this new Texas path will be. I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm just sad. But aren't, aren't we all? Aren't all us with the Rockets, but that's even hard now too. So. Well, what are you doing right now to take your mind off off the mess of being a Houston sports fan? Video games, lots of video, video games. games. So, okay, what yeah. video games? Is there anything uh, good out right now? Because I'm I'm, not, I'm asking for suggestions at this point. I'm gonna plug Valheim. I've been building lots of lovely little Viking uh, buildings, so that that's what I'll plug. But Cyberpunk, if you can get it to work. Uh, Rudy, about what about you? Do you have any suggestions? Oh, uh, just spend time with the family, man. I mean, that that's always good. Spend time suggestion. with the family, you know. I mean, my kid's about to go on spring break. I'm gonna be on vacation next week, so I want to try to do as much I can, as much as I can with her, and you know, just have fun with her and just take my mind off sports for a while. Because I mean, even this year, I was kind of numb to it. I mean, I watched, but I watch just I have to watch. I mean, it's just I'm just a fan. I mean, you know. So how long have you been a fan of, of Houston football, really? Uh, well, like I was telling you, well, I was, we were talking earlier about the Oilers. I was an Oilers fan when they left. Uh, I had to find a new team to to um, support, so I, I took my talents to Tampa Bay. And I watched them build build from the ground up. And eventually they won a Super Bowl. Then the Texans came back. And I wasn't with the Texans right away because I didn't like some of the moves they made with drafting David Carr and just some of the moves. I think I started becoming a fan like in 2006 or so. So like a few years after they came back into the league, I started becoming a fan again. You see, Tampa Bay actually gives me a little bit of hope because they were such a disaster of a franchise mm-hmm. for so long. Um, like, remember, they had a chance to draft Bo Jackson first overall, and they messed that up. Like, this is a, a very dysfunctional franchise, historically. Mm-hmm. They now have two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl wins. Yeah. So there's a hope for, you know, dysfunctional franchises out there. And I personally, I use Tampa Bay as my hope. Um, what about you, Cody? How long have you been a Texans fan or a Houston fan in general? Um, I mean, I've been a Houston sports fan since growing up, uh, Texans fan since 2002. But I mean, like... I consider myself a super fan, so um, probably like 2016 when I became like a super duper fan or so. Um, at least like when I—that's when I started knowing, you know, like the third round cornerback or the third the third string cornerback or so. And so both of y'all have been Texans fans for a while, or Houston football fans for a while. Where would you rank? this current situation in uh, in the scale of pain, like what season, is there another season out there that even is comparable to it? Mm, I think pain wise, the, the, the year after we were so hyped, I'm, I'm struggling on years because, you know, COVID and what is time, but what it, well, we went like 12, 14 and then, 214 afterwards that was pretty painful but there was at least like some sense of hope and optimism afterwards new regime things like that so what was that what 2016 i'm probably getting that wrong um i think it was 2015 16 yeah, yeah, like right yeah but there was you know there was like general optimism um right now it's just it's hard <laughs> Um, losing season quarterback doesn't want to play with us, play for us. Don't have the two pit or first or second round pick this year. Um, so there's like no immediate hope right now to grasp onto. It's just slogging through shit. So, Rudy, you've got a little bit more experience in a with fandom. Um, what about you, man? Have is this the lowest? Is this really the lowest? I believe Please tell so. Me it is. It, it, I think it is because I mean we've been some up and down with this organization, but it's not like the way it is where players don't want to be here. Deshaun doesn't want to be. He just got paid. And he doesn't want to be here. I mean, it's you don't know what, what 
if we're going up or down, we're going down, obviously. But for a franchise quarterback like that, that, that give you hope. To, the second we drafted him, I knew we finally got the quarterback. We've been waiting for the whole since 20 years, 20 plus years we've been waiting for it. Since Warren Moon, that's how long we've been waiting for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And for him not to want to be here, we're just going to go back to where we were and be a dumpster fire. I mean, there's other quarterbacks. Like I said, they when they do trade him, I mean, there's a couple guys that might be good, but eventually they obviously have to still build. Like Zach Wilson would be a good option or like Trey Lance. But, I mean, again, you have one in the building already, so why would you want to trade him away, you know? Fair enough. I mean, honestly, that that may be the most difficult part for me is just wrapping my head around the fact that this whole situation with Deshaun Watson. Um, now, granted, I'm still in the belief that it's not as a it's not a given that Deshaun's going to be traded. Um, I'm going to probably have to keep saying this every single week because everybody's already written it off as a foregone conclusion that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that he wants to be gone. And I, and I definitely empathize with the reasons that he wants to be gone. Because if I was him, I would probably want to be gone too. Uh, and I mean, some of the stories I've heard is he's cut people out of his life that have lied to him over like $2,000. Like, dude is very, very principled. And it's mm-hmm. not him being cheap. It's like somebody lied to him at all. It yeah, didn't yeah, matter the, yeah. the money amount. Mm-hmm. So I get where he's coming from. I just try to be the realist um, right now we're in positive cap space, but if we trade John, we're in negative cap space without the yeah. return. All yeah. we do is we unload his contract and all of a sudden we're, we're negative, mm-hmm. which I think does incentivize the Texans to keep him. And I'm again, I'm just saying this because it's almost like, it's almost like a preface. Like I, at this point, this is one of the few times where I wish I had a Lakers fan on, on the podcast. Because there was a time where Kobe, almost, almost, almost wish we had James here because we didn't really get to deep dive into it. But there was a point where Kobe Bryant said straight up that he was never going to play for the Lakers again. And then he goes on to win two more championships with them. But he did say that he wasn't going to play for him again. And what was that feeling like? Like, did they, how did they, how did they react? How did that fan base react at that time? Um, so I'm just, I'm just curious, like, are we, is it the NFL that's driving us to act this way? Is it COVID because we have nothing else to talk about? Where, where's this general belief that all of a sudden this will be a different and a foregone conclusion? Or in the past where people would treat these stars like, hey, they're, they're mad, but it's not, it's not necessarily going to happen. I think there's the echo chamber of social media. You know, like yeah. everything is just... The, the NFL now is essentially a bunch of people's soap opera where apparently everybody has the emotional maturity of toddlers and nobody can ever like forgive anyone and yeah. everyone's relationships is destroyed over a single Twitter post. So but that's just, that's just the media perception of it. I think like there's a, there, I want to preface by saying, I, I think Deshaun will be traded and I'm mentally prepared myself for him to be so. Um, but there's very realistic situations where people were Deshaun, Cal, Easterby, whoever is involved in these situations, Nick, could get together, have an adult conversation, and hash out their problems. Yeah. We don't have to go so far as Kobe Bryant. We can look at Hakeem Olajuwon for Rockets fans. And Rudy, I'd be curious if you were uh, a Rockets fan at that time because I was oh, like yeah. four. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I was a Rockets fan. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I know they said that he talked to. David Cully via Zoom, he said he didn't want nothing to do with the Texans. He didn't want to play. But I don't know if he's – I don't know if you heard anything, John. Has he, has he spoken to Nick at all about the situation or anything like that? Um, I honestly don't know, um, to tell you the truth. Um, it's one of those where it doesn't really matter. They don't have to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost at the conspiracy – I'm almost my – I'm going to dive into conspiracies because we used to do that. And that was more fun than trying to do predictions because mm-hmm. predictions just make you sick to your stomach. Oh, yeah. But my conspiracy is almost like that. The Texans don't want Deshaun to play this year. Look at the Dak Prescott con- contract that kind of tips off what everybody thinks the salary cap, how much it's going to increase. 
because that's what Jerry Jones does. He's a part of the the TV I mean, negotiations, yeah. and they just pay Dak. Deshaun got bumped down from being the number two highest paid quarterback to the number three highest paid quarterback. And here's the thing that kind of actually goes from from Deshaun's point of perspective. If he sits out, it's a net loss of $45 million. He won't get paid $20 million, and then he's going to lose another $25 million. So it's a net loss of $45 million. That's pain. I don't yes, care who pain. you are. That is pain. So he's going to play. If he doesn't play, that contract is going to get a year older, and it doesn't change at all. So every team out there will be even happier to trade for him because mm-hmm. he is actually a deal next year if he's on the roster for what he is. For So two years from now, or a year from now, next offseason, he would arguably, especially if he sat out the entire year and got 100% healthy, didn't mm-hmm. take any wear and tear on his body, that contract looks a lot better. So those are two strikes against him having any mm-hmm. sort of leverage. And that contract also becomes a lot more affordable for whatever team ha- whatever team has him. So if he's yeah. on the Texans and the salary cap corrects itself after the end after we can actually, you know, go back to games and everything cuz this year the salary cap for the first time ever is going to go down. So you get Deshaun to not play. You save the team $20 million. He doesn't get hurt. You do this fake tank, essentially, because it's not going to be fake. They're, if Deshaun doesn't play for the Texans next year, we're getting the first pick. Oh, yeah. I would go to Vegas and put money on that. If he does not yeah. play for the Texans, we're getting the first pick. So at this point, the Texans are saving money. They're getting a better draft pick. And they're not they they're tanking, but they're not really tanking because nobody's going to accuse them of tanking. So they don't even get yeah. bad publicity from it. And on top of that, Deshaun gets more affordable and more valuable at the same time. So at, I'm honestly wouldn't surprise me one point one little bit if the Texans are almost kind of trying to keep him out the door this year. Because if Deshaun does come back, we will be we'll have a better record just because we won't oh. be playing top teams yeah but we're still going to be about a 500 team with deshaun and i i do think he makes that big of a difference mm-hmm. but oh, without yeah. Deshaun, first pick doesn't mm-hmm. matter what teams we're playing yeah i think there's a couple arguments that leverage that are always thrown around that i also don't think hold a lot of water especially when you consider who deshaun is and his motivations like if you read Twitter or Reddit, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, Deshaun could just, you know, phone it in and like throw interceptions on purpose or fake an injury. Um, if we look at his motivations of just why he wants to leave the Texans anyways is to be legendary. Yeah. I think those things are pretty hard to imagine he'd do yeah. to like, hurt his legacy when he wants to be legendary. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fake injury one more so than the like I, I could believe that one a lot more so than the legitimately like faking interceptions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he's Deshaun F and Watson. He wants to be legendary. I think oh, yeah. he'll he'll probably play um, if he you know yeah forty five million dollars a lot a lot of money yeah yeah well our our intro went about twenty minutes longer than I actually expected it to uh, so a little bit of news today um, we're not franchise. Franchise tagging Will Fuller. Uh, COVID opt out is not existent for next year. Oh, um, at so he this can't time, use that one. okay, he okay. cannot use that. Okay, and honestly, they would probably take him to arbitration. Um, and with the way that he's been speaking, and then he COVID opt out, he's probably not going to get it because he also has to be a high risk. He has to have some sort of like medical risk. Mm-hmm. So, I. I I can see it, him getting like bruised ribs and all of a sudden he has chronic pain for the rest of the season and he gets a physician to sign off on it. But for him to not, for his contract to not toll, he does have to have a legitimate injury and it has to be signed off by a physician, a team physician. So not an independent physician, one of the Texans physicians. Mm-hmm. So there's, it, it's, and the NFL is stacked against the players. And we've talked about it. My, my more uh, left, my more more leftist beliefs. Um, I actually don't like the fact that the NFL is so stacked against the players because they do legitimately 
throw their body out there in a way yeah. that no other sport does. And I hate that for them, that they're not taking better care of them. But the Houston fan in me, like, it's not a lot of hope because um, I think what it ultimately does is that leverage drives the going price for Watson up. Um, it makes it a lot more expensive for other teams to trade them because the Texans don't have to trade them. That's the point ultimately that I've been trying to make is the Texans do hold the leverage. Now, if they get an offer that is just mind blowing, that gives them a chance to go get a quarterback, I think they'll take it. But I don't, there's almost like this defeatist out attitude out there that Watson said he wants out. So the Texans have no choice or it's completely the opposite. Deshaun yeah. can say whatever he wants. The Texans have all the power, but um, that gets back to, to what I was trying to actually talk about. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller he's gone. How are we feeling about this? Um, do we think that actually pisses off Watson even more? Oh, I'm sure. Do we I mean, really yeah, think probably. Fuller's gone? Do you think oh, we're yeah, going to try and sign him? Like, he didn't have to necessarily be franchise tag to come back, but I mean, I obviously. Mean, I, I don't think he that the, him not getting a franchise tag necessarily means he's gone. Um, I think there was some reports that we were interested in signing him long term. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he he tests the market and we have a considerably a considerable offer on the table. Um, yeah. Who knows? I don't think that's indicative, though, immediately that he's gone. He, he's probably gone, though, but doesn't mean he's – I'm holding on hope. It's yeah, there's a hope. I mean, yeah, like, so there, there's a hope. I mean, they, they could probably – he can go test the market and see what's out there, and he could come back. But at the same time, too, their mindset is they have another guy, and Isaiah Coulter didn't even touch the field last year that's a little bit bigger, just as fast. I mean, and when we got a good wide receivers coach finally, and, and uh, was it Robert Prince, so it helped develop him and bring him along. Unlike the other regime, that didn't even let him touch the field last year. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. That was one of my biggest points of contention with the uh, coaching staff all season when we knew it was a lost season and we weren't playing rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, yeah, that that just pissed me off beyond belief. Oh yeah. Um, however, I mean, I've said before the off season started that. It, it was either going to be Cooks or Fuller. I couldn't see us bringing back both. Cooks is still on the roster, so mm-hmm. and he gets along with Easterby, so there's two points yeah. in his favor. Yeah. So, yeah, I unfortunately, I don't think Fuller's back. Um, I do think that it is sad, but he'll go out there and he'll test his market. He is the – I think he's um, like the number two wide receiver, maybe number three wide receiver that actually reached free agency. Um just kind of depending on, on what you're looking for. Um, I think yeah. he's better than Galladay, actually. Um, I'm, I do like Kenny Galladay, but I do like Will Fuller. Do what? I said we're a little biased, though. We are a little biased. But I think I the thing about Fuller that is drastically underrated is somebody with his speed typically doesn't run routes as well as mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. And that is something that I really came to appreciate the more and more I watched Fuller. Now Galladay doesn't have that speed. He does have. He is a little bit more. He's more physical. He's not going to get hurt. He's not mm-hmm. going to break down. And I mean, those are all. It's kind of a push. It kind of depends on what your office is trying to do. Mm-hmm. But how they were able to fit Fuller in last year and Fuller and Cooks the way that they actually complemented themselves. They actually, I think they did complement themselves very well when they're both they out there. So, I would love to have Fuller come back, but. Right now, like just the financial situation, yeah. um, I just don't see the Texans paying both Cooks and Fuller. And then the biggest loss of them all, Cody, what are you going to do? Is this is what, what's going to make you turn in your jersey? Close, man. The Gilly news really <laughs> got right here, dude. Gilly, you know, if you can hear this, I hope you land on your feet, dude. Like, I love you, man. I'm really sad. So, for those of you that aren't aware, Cullen Gillespie was cut today with an injury designation. So, they essentially said he wasn't healthy. That's why they cut him. Um, We also didn't use him at all last year. We used Aikens in that kind of um, H-back role. Um, And when when Gillespie did play, he only played special teams. 
Yeah. Even though that Buffalo Bills game, the playoff game, we were just talking about it. he had some key, key blocks, and my heart kind of breaks that we didn't try to use him more because mm-hmm. he actually showed himself as a better blocker than Aikens or pretty much anyone else we had on offense um, until, strangely enough, David Johnson. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of surprised by that, but I don't know if that means that we're going with a fullback less offense. We may try and full, we may still try and fill that role. Um, fullbacks are pretty much a dime a dozen because they're not a very used position anymore, but they are still used in college. So if there's a guy out there that they like, we may still draft one, bring one in cheap. Um, I think with Gilly, it was just more, more injuries than anything else. Hmm. I'm actually surprised Cody didn't have more to say about this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being invaded by a cat. So oh. it's a <laughs> He's in mourning. You can uh, tell. Seeing his eyes, he's 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 sad about it. Um, I he's just so sad that he has nothing to say. I didn't know that he got a like cut with an injury designation. I just thought he got waived. Um, uh, it was uh, but, due to his back injury. Apparently, he was yeah. never healthy all season. But yeah, he had some really key blocks in that playoff game. Um, I think also Duke Johnson was an underappreciated blocker. Dude blocked two people, maybe illegally. Um, but did that also in the same Bills game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it sucks. But, I mean, if he wasn't ever healthy, like, it, it, it sucks. But, you know, it's a uh, what can you do for me now league. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel a lot less guilty uh, cheering for Aggies now since I'm a <laughs> guy. So. All right. Well, let's get into the meat of it. Talk about free agents. Um well, Rudy, do you have any free agent targets that you really hope uh, the Texans go after? Like, who's well, your guy? Well, I mean, I have guys, but like I said, we don't have a lot of caps, so they're going to have to do a lot of bargaining shopping, you know? So, and I hate I hate saying this, but I, I told my cousin this a while back. I, don't be surprised if we bring in James White, the running back from New England, like to fill that Duke, Duke Johnson role because he's – He's still serviceable. I mean, he's he, he killed us every time we played him every every year and every year during the regular season and the playoffs. So, I mean, he's serviceable. But again, it's just one of the if if I had my wish, of course, I'd want um, Williams, the cornerback from Cincinnati. But he's just going to cost way too much to get here. Cody, do you have any favorites? Anybody that you hope that they go out and get? Yeah, you know, J.J. Watt, Will Fuller, Jadavion Clowney, you know, all of them. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I Like, I mean, the, the, to be re- like, to be real, anyone that we say, we know it's going to be random people brought in off the street that we have no clue who it's going to be. Um, Jarrell Casey, I'd kind of love to take a flyer on to get just oh. some bodies kind of in our, in our, uh, in our trenches. Um uh, the the guy for the, he's like 26 years old and the Lions just really or let him go into free agency Okra or something like that. Oh, like yeah, yeah. On him Romeo like, Romeo mm-hmm. Okwara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I feel bad making you try and pronounce people's names. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he'd be be interesting to take a flyer on. Um, I mean, but we have what fifteen million dollars to spend, well, so it's going to be like middle-range guys that we've never really heard about that are going to just be bodies at the position. Well, that kind of it actually kind of goes all back to Deshaun again. If Deshaun is on the roster, whether or not he's going to play or not, then they'll be spending money. If this will be our first hint on what's going to actually happen, if they spend money. They can't move Deshaun because they will have to make cuts to free up the space to actually move Deshaun's contract. And maybe we package Merciless with Deshaun, you know? Um, well, with Merciless, he also has a $10 million cap hit. Like, that's why his contract's so bad. Mm-hmm. Is It's not necessarily how much we're paying him. It's how much we are stuck paying him no matter what. That's when we were kind of talking about towards the end of the season where – I mean, apparently the rumor is Merciless wants to retire. Yeah. But 
he's got a guaranteed $10 million just by being on the roster. So I was giving Pat Storm a hard time when he was like, yeah, this is the rumor. Like, this is where his mind is. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. And if Merciless does it, that's him actually being a good teammate because he's giving the franchise back $10 million that he absolutely does not have to. There's no reason for him to. If they cut him, he, he gets the money. If he's on the roster, he gets the money. Like there's, he gets $10 million no matter what, like, unless he retires. That's the only way that he doesn't actually, he doesn't get in and doesn't hit the Texans. If they trade him, he still gets $10 million. Like it's why it's an albatross. That's why it's such a bad contract. And that's kind of like why our cap situation is, is as tough as it is right now is we have Merciless's contract is like that. Nick Martin, I will actually give him a lot of credit for just going ahead and pulling the plug on it because he hurts us not being on the roster. But that is uh, Casario coming in. He's like, I don't care how much we're paying you. I don't care how much we got to give you to get rid of you. You're, you're yeah. not going to be good. You're not what I see working on this. And they just cut him. So I, I do give him props for doing that. But those were the type of contracts that puts us in a bad spot for this year. And why I have a sort of a conspiracy theory that, you know, they just don't want Deshaun to play this year. Because there's not a lot of wiggle room. Like they can free up about sixty million dollars in cap total, and that's with David Johnson and Cooks also getting cut. David Johnson, they worked reworked his contract. They ended mm-hmm. up saving like three million, where they could have saved five by cutting them. I I mean I don't know. Um, it's two million dollars. They had to pay him two million dollars no matter what. I wouldn't have signed him for three, but they essentially gave him another million because I guess he's a good guy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really don't know, but that's what they ultimately decided to do. Um, for, from what it looks like, Brandon cooks, he's going to stay. And, and he was another 13 million, I believe we can yeah, free up. by letting him go. Yeah, uh, hopefully they restructure him. Um, McKinney has a, I want to say 7 million that it's a dead cap. It's, um, it's something else that's massive. Mm-hmm. So, him while he's injured like he's technically um, on the reserve right now isn't he i don't know how that actually works yeah. so with mckinney because he went on to um onto the ir i they can move him but i don't know when mm. so yeah Raphael, that's actually what we're hoping that they do that's what we're kind of talking about they need to now, absolute. This is what we were talking about. Absolute cutthroat. All those bad contracts that were left behind by Bill and Easterby. At most, they could have freed up sixty million. I believe in. You need to hit up Texans cap. I say it every week because he's the expert on this. Um, I believe the moves they've made so far has now changed that sixty million to closer to closer to about forty million. There's still about twenty million out there that they can free up, and that's McKinney and that's Cooks. Those are the, essentially the two big. Two, two big pieces. So if those two are on the roster, then if we pursue any free agents whatsoever, Deshaun's not getting traded. If we don't pursue free agents, then Deshaun, then, then Deshaun's probably going to be traded. Um, but, What's your definition of pursue agents? Because I think we still have to, like, you know, at the base, fill a roster of 53 people. Mm-hmm. Right. So my definition with that is we go into the – we go in essentially negative. Again, mm-hmm. we trade Deshaun, we go negative. Mm-hmm. I need somebody better at math with me here. Um, but I do need somebody better. But it's one of those where if we just trade Deshaun, we have to get rid – we have to get rid of contracts. We have to shed contracts to get rid of Deshaun, also to make room for whomever we bring back. So we're shedding contracts to bring one up. And that means the roster would be predominantly made up of those rookie assets that we that we bring back from Deshaun. Now, if we hold on to people like Cooks, if we hold on to people like BMAC, then and we sign any free agents, then it sounds like they're gonna try then. From a financial standpoint, I it'll be they'll have to almost keep Deshaun. But 
as Cody likes to say, the salary cap is a myth. Mm -hmm. And these are all hard numbers. And it's not Easterby running the salary cap anymore. So they may, there's, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's way smarter than me that can make it work. But I would just say, watch out that the Texans next week when free agency opens up, they're not going to be aggressive. And if they are aggressive, like actually be very happy about it. But I, they're not going to be. When are, when have we, we ever? Really, wow. Yeah. And we really, and we're really not going to know anything until April. Like I, until the draft in April, we're really not going to know anything. Yeah. Unless they absolutely surprise us and actually make a couple of moves next week. And then at that point, then we can just feel better about everything. We may not get to watch Deshaun play, but we can start to feel better. All right. Um, well, for those of you, we're going to just kind of play a little bit of a game. Um, for those of you that follow around the NFL, um, Greg Rosenthal wrote the top 100 NFL free agents list for 2001 or 2021. I'm sorry. Great list. Um, the around the NFL guys, they always do, do a great, great job of this stuff. Um, so that's why I'm going to steal from him and we're going to kind of play with it. So the first and the top one, like you are now, Cody, you are now GM of of the Texans. You and you and Rudy, you are Easterby and Casario now. <laughs> and I'm going to let y'all. We're just going to kind of go down the list and tell me whether or not you think some of these guys would be a good fit. If you would try to make a move for them, if you think we could afford them. I have dibs on Casario and that jawline. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm not going to be Easterby. So. Well, so whether or not you think whether or not you think whether or not you even think the Texans should even pursue these guys. So the number one free agent right now in the power rankings is Trent Williams. Hall of Fame caliber offensive lineman. He's a tackle. One of the things that I've seen, you tell me if this is crazy. We go, we go get him, put him at right tackle. We have Titus Howard to guard. Right guard. Might work. Yeah. I, I would be all right with that. I, I think that could work. Could work, but would you do it? Oh yeah, I love Titus at tackle. You love Why Titus you... at tackle. I love Titus at tackle. He's nasty. Yeah, actually, I the love year Titus chicken spaghetti Howard man. Actually, the year he got drafted, I told my cousin that night, I go, Titus Howard is going to be the fir the first round draft pick for the Texans. He didn't believe me, and it, it happened. All right, next player, the number two guy is Shaquille Barrett. You know, sack leader last year. This year he was he was a little bit down, but during the playoffs, during the playoffs, he lit the world on fire. He's a little bit under man, but do you think, do you think he could come in and play edge in Lovey Smith's camp of two? Thor's, yeah. Yeah, I think he can definitely play it. I don't think he's a realistic free agent target, though. No. Okay. So you'd pass on him? Would you I mean, are you saying like I think it would take all of our cap space to yeah, sign him. Yeah, all of it, yeah. Okay. Like, all of it. So we wouldn't be able to sign – or I guess we'd have to really restructure those co contracts with Cooks and stuff like that. But currently we have, like, what, $15 million or so? We'd have to restructure Tunsil's too probably as well. I don't see us restructuring Tunsil's track oh, contract. Saying, because two to tango on that. Yeah, I I'm saying they – I know he wouldn't want to, but they would try to try to restructure that deal. I'm not saying he would do it, but they would try to ask him to restructure. Okay. The next person up is Aaron Jones. You know, UTEP guy. Pass. 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 I don't need to spend money on RBs. Bud Dupree, another edge player. So let me rephrase this. We can, if you could go after one, Shaquille Barrett, Bud Dupree, Trey Hendrickson. All three top edge players. Actually, okay. you know what? Let's throw in Carl Lawson. So that's top four free agents. Which one would you go after? Barry. Um, probably Lawson just because of his age, honestly. Um, but I could see Bud Dupree being a sneaky move that might that could actually happen just because he's coming off his injury. Um. I could see some sort of like prove it deal being signed because just to try and get him under our, our wing, but 
I would probably go Lawson, honestly. I like youth. We, we need to be a young team if we're going to get rid of Deshaun, which I still think is happening. Would you bring Clowney back? I don't think Clowney wants to come back, but no. I mean, I would. I would bring. He still Clowney has his back. house in yeah. Houston. Yeah, he might. He still has his house in Houston. But, I mean, I, I I don't know if the people who are like who he had problems with are still here anymore. Um, it's it's like I don't know, but I mean, I would love to have Clowney back. That'd be that'd be amazing. Hopefully, he's healthy this or this upcoming season. Was Easter okay. be here when when Clowney got got traded? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he probably has a problem with Eastbury then. That was apparently the first move that he was personnel move that he was a part of. Um all right. Uh Kenny Galladay or Will Fuller? Fuller. 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 I would love that Fuller. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's go next up, uh let's choose an offensive lineman, Joe Thunny. Thurney? Thuni, 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 and Corey Lindsay. Thuni uh, is the top-rated guard out of the free agent class. Um, I know this is guard. everybody. This is where everybody wants to go. But Corey Lindsay is also the top-rated center and maybe a lot cheaper. I mean, if we have to pick them, I'd rather go Thuni, especially since we just we just spent money on what Brit is how you pronounce it, I believe. Um, I do like, I, I'm not a huge film nerd, so I do wonder how, um, Fulton particularly will play better with maybe hopefully a more competent center play that can help. No, Fulton needs to go. He has to go. That's not a guy when you get rid of Fulton. I agree. I'm, I agree. And we also, I think, need to make sure that we keep on playing, uh, sharping, but yes, I mean, if you give, if we have money for Thuny, let's do it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, William Jackson? William Jackson? Or Shaquille Griffin? Williams. Just to be contrary, Griffin. Why? Um, just to be contrarian. So... <laughs> Um, Shaquille Griffin is actually two years younger than William Jackson, which is surprising oh. to me. Mm. I don't know. I, I there's just not like anyone in the cornerbacks group that I'm like particularly jazzed about. It's, I mean, I guess Patrick Peterson is a free agent, isn't he? Um, but he's what, like 32 and he's like 32. I mean, Williams. Bad Whatever year. they can fit in the in the in the Tampa too, I think in the scheme he can fit that scheme. That's mm -hmm. all we gotta say. Maybe him compared to Griffin. Okay. Okay. That um, change me. <laughs> Johnny Smith or Hunter Henry? Johnny, dude. Johnny. Dude, so fast. Oh yeah. Plus, I have him like oh, two different you? fantasy leagues, and maybe yeah. Adam, yeah. a lot easier too. So, okay, um, these are kind of dropping down a little bit, um, a little bit further down the ranks, because these are probably more realistic targets. Uh, Justin Houston or Hassan Reddick, both edge players. Hassan Reddick might be too expensive. You think? Well, I think so. He's had go one good year. Can I go neither? Go back to Romeo Okwara. Um, how we pronounce his name again? Okwara. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. Would you be happy with either Ronald Donner, Ronald Darby, or Jason Barrett? Didn't we try out Jason Barrett like last year or two years ago, and then he ended up signing we with San Francisco? Very hard, and it settled for Roby. Two years ago, I'd yeah, be interested to bring back if he's healthy. I mean, that's yeah, because really he's he's already had a lot of health issues. This is probably his first first year that he was actually healthy. But I mean, yeah, I mean, kick the tires on him, yeah. And when he's played, like when he's been healthy, he's mm -hmm. by all accounts been really amazing. So, yeah. 
we're in we're in theoretical land with our GM ships. So like, of course, everyone's healthy. It's all potential. I know. All, all gas, no brakes. Let's go, baby. So. All right. Oh, Ronald Darby or Richard Sherman? Mm, Sherman, just because I love Sherman. Yeah. Leadership. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dog still, even though he's a little bit older. He, he still has that leadership uh, quality. Would you rather do Sherman or Xavier Rhodes? Sherman. Yeah, Sherman, yeah. Really? Rhodes is coming over from the exact same scheme over in Indianapolis. Yeah, but he uh But they rotate they rotate into cover three sometimes, but I mean yeah. same scheme. Um, I mean he's coming back from a decent year after a pretty awful yeah. year yeah. the year before that, and then an even worse year before that, so <laughs> It's just been a historical trend of just not great performance. Whereas, you know, okay. yeah, that's Sherman or Pat Pete. Um, I'd say Peterson. Yeah, I, I I would believe that Peterson could probably come back into form in some way. And yeah. if, I mean, if not, he could probably take on some sort of uh, technician route a la. Um, uh, why am I forgetting? He just went to the Titans this last year. He was on our team for like 13 years. Oh, Jonathan Joseph. Yes, yes, Jonathan Joseph. Um, yeah. All right. I think Patrick Peterson has a little bit left in the tank. He can probably help us out. All right. Uh, Keanu Neal or Malik Hooker? Malik Hooker. Mm-hmm. Just on just on potential because I know he's been hurt and. He hasn't really played much, and he hasn't reached his potential. But I think just on potential alone, I think a change of scenery would help him out. I mean, Hooker's coming off an, an Achilles. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Keanu Neal is uh, Warden Jordan Texans Thoughts' favorite free agents. Oh, from Atlanta. Malik Hooker. So, and then, uh, and then Malik Neal, or I'm sorry, Malik Hooker, is one of James's uh, young Ari Gold. One of his favorite draft picks of all time. He absolutely gets upset every time that he talks about and realizes that he's on Indianapolis. So to me, like, just kind of curious. So Malik Hooker with his torn ACL or Keanu Neal, who can't stay healthy, who has had, among other things, a broken leg in the past two years. Malik, uh, Malik Hooker. Yeah, Malik Hooker. Did you say ACL or Achilles? Because you said both. Achilles. Achilles. Everyone's getting back from Achilles now, you know? Like who? <laughs> KD. So, of course, that's, you know, basketball, but whatever. That's only basketball. Only basketball. Only basketball. All right. So, final question. Who do you think is going to be our starting quarterback next year? Rudy, you go. I'm going to go bold and say Deshaun Watson. You know, I know I can't say with confidence, but I think Deshaun Watson, at least for a year. Sad that that's bold, man. That's, that's just the state <laughs> we're at right now. The only quarterback on our roster is a bold choice. Right. What type of world are we living in? Um, Zach Wilson. That's who I'm going with. Zach Wilson. You think Easterby, the uh, quasi Southern Baptist preacher, is going to draft a uh, a Mormon? Probably, yeah. I think Probably, yeah. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. Okay. It's okay, a different flavor enough. Jesus juice, but he's still sipping that Jesus juice. None the same. <laughs> yeah. This one just doesn't have caffeine in it. All right. So let's just. Final thing before we go, we make the trade. We trade Deshaun. We have the number three pick. Number three pick. Who are you drafting? Who's going to be our quarterback? Zach Wilson, baby. I just said it. Zach Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Purely because I don't want to deal with David Mulligata again. Yeah. No. So. What if Zach Wilson goes number two? Um, Trey Lance. Trey down. 
<laughs> you would draft Trey Lance at number three? Yeah. Okay. okay. Trade down, get Andy Dalton, tank, none the same. <laughs> Go at it next year with fresh with a fresh book and a whole lot of cap space. Fair enough. All right. Well, Rudy, tell us where we where we can find you. Um, anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to pimp? Just go ahead and let us let everybody know. Oh, uh, we can find me on Instagram at Gridiron Takeover Pod, and then you can also find me on my personal one at Rudy Rosales seventy nine at uh, Instagram and. Hopefully we'll see. Hopefully the free agency. I know they're gonna make a lot of splashes, but maybe little, you know, bargain deals. And I'm n- normally excited for the draft every year. This year, I don't know what the hell is gonna happen. So just gotta wait and see, like everybody else. At least we have something to watch for, right? Oh, yeah. Regardless of what's gonna happen. So. Yeah. You know, they're at least keeping us engaged all off season. Uh, yeah. Cody, anything else you want to touch on? Shout out. Anything you want to say? Because I know you don't want to give away your social media. <laughs> uh, go to the website. Read all the great content. Oh, everyone at TU is producing. Uh, a lot of articles being written. I have nothing to do with them. But, you know, a lot of articles being written. People taking time to do it. So check it out. Uh, that's it. All right. Well, just a reminder, if you want to come on the show, we're, we're doing this probably until about mid-June. And then it'll be me and James again. Um, James is still coming back once a month. He's easing himself back in. So never worry. He's coming back. Um, I do apologize a little bit, a little low energy tonight. That's all right. Um, you know, there'll be more exciting shows coming up. Unfortunately, I hate to say it like that, but I think that there's going to be a lot more exciting right now. It's the lull right before free agency starts. Nobody's very optimistic that we are going to be able to spend any money. So it is what it is, but I do thank everyone for coming out. Please remember, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click the little button on the bottom. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you know what? Just go ahead and follow us on YouTube too. Um, We also have a Patreon. Any little bit helps, and we always appreciate anything y'all can. And if you are interested in coming on the show, I think I have one or two spots that have opened up. Uh, So just shoot me a message on Twitter, and I'll get you on here. What's up, Cody? That video. Remember to plug that again. We need oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Video. I, I talked about it at the beginning. You know, that's when everybody listens. Plug it again. Um, plug it again. <laughs> um, again, we are looking for somebody that is talented with uh, video editing. Um, we do need a new intro video. This, the one we currently have, very depressing. And we really do need somebody with a lot of talent because I have no idea what you'd put on there. Um, but you know, reach out to me. Let me know. Uh, we would, of course compensate you we're not looking for free we're looking for quality so send me a message on twitter i look forward to hearing from you i can't think of anything else i'm sure i've forgotten something but you know what i'll be here next week and i'll make up for it then thank you all so much for listening we'll be back next week hopefully with maybe some free agency to talk about because that'll be a good sign right yeah y'all have a good one see you dude